All right, we are live. Welcome to the Cantina MX podcast. This is episode 232. Albert Campa here with Joel Aceves. How's it going, Joel? Pretty good right here. Enjoying this LAFC versus Leon matchup. Second leg of the CONCACAF Champions League. And uh, this is the one match. The one match to uh, finally... They will decide it all. The gap is closing, cheekies. <laughs> yeah, this is a <laughs> single. This is a single match between uh, Liga MX and uh, MLS. Correct. I think the other is two, the the gap is closed between Central America and Mexico because two clubs are almost got eliminated by uh, some Central American teams yesterday. America uh, went to penalties and. Tigres got a last-minute goal from Nahuel Guzman, the goalkeeper, which was an awesome, that was an awesome play. Yeah, it was. Um, I missed those games, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think the focus has been wrong. The whole, is the gap closing or not? That, that should not be the focus. Uh, that they were entertaining games, That that's where we should be concentrating on you know for a long time uh, Liga MX and also Liga MX fans uh, we just snubbed this tournament and it was because you know it's lacked consistency that wasn't always played or teams didn't take it that serious so uh, I just think it's it's uh, Start taking it more serious, and and little by little, we will start seeing more more entertaining matchups, um, or or more um, intense games as well. Yeah, they've always. Uh, I think they've been intense for a while. Like anything between the U.S. and Mexico is. No, is, no, but this time we had we had the, the you know the two Central American teams, you know. Um, Yeah, this has been a. I mean, this is a good. This is a good matchup. This is the matchup that I think you and a lot of Liga MX fans, like I myself, has been waiting for this one to see how Vela did. In the first leg, he wasn't very. He didn't make his presence known, but in this game, he's been the first half. He was all over the place, providing oh, dangerous I mean, opportunities and stuff. This is his house, cheeky. Yeah. So it's the been a bank change. Is the house that Vela built. So. <laughs> So it would, you know, it is. He's he's uh, he's he, been a big factor in this team. There, he almost the scored right there. That they've had. Yeah, I think maybe I missed the goal, cheeky. Who who opened the? It was you know before we we continue. Okay. Uh, LAFC is winning one nil, and uh, the series is Leon. Leon won the first leg two zero, so it's two one right now. Global, LAFC needs one more goal. To tie the series, now cheekies, I missed, I missed much of the first half. But can you enlighten us and as to who opened the scoring? Yeah, I missed, I missed a little bit of it as well. But uh, LAFC scored the the goal. Vela was in the middle, and he uh, he received the pass. It was sort of sloppy because the, the initial cross to the middle got blocked. Pretty good slide from the Leon defender. And then the, but the rebound went back to the same guy who crossed it and he crossed it again and it sort of like ricocheted. 
but Vela was able to get a right foot on it and tap it just past Cota. Ah, so so was, first yeah. Champions League goal. Yeah, so he got he got his goal. It wasn't like the typical, you know, yeah, sort of a sloppy type of goal, but it did go in. Was it a chicharro type of goal? Would you say? Not really. Not not, not to that extent. Chicharito <laughs> is on the le- yeah. It's, it's he's on another type of level. But Vela's mm-hmm. been dangerous on other occasions, like on the right side. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, continues. He just took a shot and it caught the block. So it was really powerful, and uh, you know, could have easily scored. But yeah, this is a totally different LAFC team. I think Vela in Mexico, he's sort of like, he's, it's like he was in a foreign country in Mexico. He wasn't used to it. He sort of like crossed his arms and. It like, was, well, it was his first game ever uh, playing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, what am I at doing least, in this at country? At least in that, <laughs> at least at that age group, you know, because he played, he played as a minor. Because yeah. Under 17, he was with the Chivas youth. But, you know, those youth teams, they usually play uh, different fields or empty stadiums or or, yeah, or so before the game starts. Not not the same as... So he didn't. He wasn't used to the pressure, maybe? He wasn't used to the pressure and the... Uh, he sort of like... He sort of, you know, had his head down and was like a little bit intimidated, maybe? Well, by well I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so because, I mean, he, he is coming from La Liga, man. He did go to some pretty tough venues. You know, the Bernabeu and the Camp Nou and, okay. and uh, whatever Atletico de Madrid Stadium is called. Uh, you know, he's he's been, he knows he knows what's up. Uh, I guess Spanish are just as ruthless as the Mexicans. I, I you know, but it could have been something that the whole thing, you know, could have been. Uh, he didn't interview, so <laughs> he didn't interview. He, he's not reporters. On the way out. Yeah. So, but who knows? Just, just could have been maybe emotional. Just, you know, first time he. He, he, he did seem. But he, I, I he did play. Did he? Pretty sure he played with the national team, though. Yeah, he's played in Mexico plenty of times. It's just a little different because the whole Chicharito and all these Mexican players going to the MLS are really on the defensive, defending their decision and justifying their decision for going there. So well, I mean, when, when you're because Mexican, the media, Chiqui. Yeah, yeah. So when you're a Mexican and you're going into Mexico and then you, you know the media is going to be like, oh, look at this dude coming, you know, coming back to Mexico. You're sort of on the, def- on the you know, like, what am I doing here? I do, you know what? I agree with you. I do think that was part of, part of his snub is yeah. that, He's not going to talk to what, these guys. Answering the same, keep answering. Yeah, especially because a lot of them are known to just, We'll try to bait him, you know. We'll try to get him to have a negative reaction or ask him something. He's probably just tired of answering the same questions. Um, so it's the 60th minute. The AFC leading 1-0. Uh, they need they need that second goal, and they've been the aggressors. They've been the team that's been pushing the most. Leon seems happy to sit back and try to hit them on a the counter. And uh, it could bite them cheekies. Yeah. I am noticing, though, like I know a lot of talk with, uh, I don't know if Ronnie, but other Americanistas complained about the uh, the rough play and the hacking from the Central American team. I was seeing a lot of hacking from, uh, I mean, Luis Montes got hit a couple of times. They've been complaining about the hacking from the LAFC players. So I don't know if, uh, you know, they're Well, there's also the thing where skill. sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes they makes the scene soft, you know? 
Oh, they got to play the they got to play the injury card. Yeah, they got to roll around the ground and stuff. Good team at times. Good team, you know, especially with with fifty fifty, you know, pelota dividida and the dark arts. Physical, not always, but at times it could seem uh, as such. Yeah, so I think the dark arts and the more aggressive type of taking advantage of stuff is more what Mexicans and Latin Americans do than MLS clubs seem to play more honestly. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, this is this is something also that we would see complaints back in the Copa Libertadores days, where the teams felt that, uh, um, you know, bias from the referee for the home team. So it's it shouldn't be new to to Liga MX, man. They should be used to this already. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple guys on the chat. Ben. <laughs> we got Ben <laughs> and uh, someone 220 on the chat. Some, someone 220 someone or you're not saying the name right? I won't say Ben's whole name, but someone 220 is the other guy's name. If you check out Ben, you can check out his funny name that he's got. Welcome you guys to the to the chat. But yeah, we're we're sitting here watching the Leon, or the LAFC Leon game, and uh, it's been pretty entertaining. Pretty, this is going to be a pretty intense game, I think. Going, uh, you know, to trying to decide. Okay, is Liga Next going to lose to MLS in this? Uh, well, they've lost before. So well, in this in this particular matchup. Yeah, I mean, when was it? America was the most recent, probably, who lost to Sporting KC. The one when, where Chivas eventually took the title. But uh, 2016, I believe. Was that the latest? Yeah. I think that was the latest. Or was it 2017? But yeah, Leon still needs one. I mean, if they... So if they score... Okay, here's a, here's a, a run by Leon... If Leon can hold this, then they're good to go. But uh, even if LAFC scores, then they're pretty much tied and they would go to penalties. So Leon or LAFC still have some work to do, and they have we're in the 64th minute, so we got a little bit of probably about 20 more minutes to go. I don't think Leon is bunkering too much, though. They're they're still. Hustling and trying to push forward a little bit. We have someone, someone two twenty is a, an LA native. Uh, he wants to mention his experience about the LAFC versus Galaxy fans. So yeah, that'd be interesting to to talk to. Of course, we have Jaime. Our uh, our guy Jaime is out at the at the game. Actually, he's covering the game for. For Soccer Chronicle and the Cantina MX podcast, so we we might be able to hear from Jaime and there. Ooh, almost a goal. Offsides. We might be able to hear from Jaime after the game is over. He might be able to call in and uh, tell us what is going on with his experience. He, we might even be able to see. I don't know if he. <clears throat> oh, there he is, right there. There's. I see Jaime. I see. You see Jaime? Uh, Did you see him? No, I missed him. But he's uh, he's, he's a photographer, right? Yeah, I, he's a he's, photographer. He's on the sideline. I just saw him on TV. 
and and this time Cheekies, we need to post the pictures. Uh, oh yeah, he's done work with us. He works with us in the podcast, and he, he his first match covering for for the Cantina was a San Jose game. You know, we were keeping up with Mati, and we forgot to uh, to put up the the pictures he took on social media, and they called us out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, so this time we need we need to uh, yeah, we'll, get we'll all def- that stuff up there on the Instagrams and the the we'll, Facebooks and everything. Uh, we'll definitely do that. That's uh, that's pretty funny. I just saw him on too. I gotta pause it and uh, take a picture of him. But yeah, the uh, what does someone say? The LAFC fans I know of are not Mexican descent. Guatemala and El Salvador peoples. My Mexican Chicanos, we rather follow the original LA team, the Galaxy. That is some, that is pretty interesting to know. I don't know if that's fully. Well, that. Well, I did know for Galaxy, they had a big Central American following uh, because of Cienfuegos, who was early on with the team. And he was just one of their, you know, key figures. He is, you know, I would say he's one of their their uh, club legends. Uh, so he, I think he, they had him and then they had Pescadito for a while. Yeah. And I think that that helped cement, you know, for a lot of uh, Central Americans. And... Uh, the, the Mexicans that will come in, for the most part, were a bust. I said, except for Campos in the first years, he was all right. But like Carlos Hermosillo and, and Luis Hernandez, um, they're the two ones that I remember the most. They were pretty much fail. Yeah, I think it's more than the more than the player though. Like say for like somebody posted a picture of a. That was a good opportunity by LA. Somebody posted a picture of a person with a uh, with a Leon jersey underneath their LAFC jersey, and everyone was like, "Sort why, of why not just the half and half, man?" Yeah, that, like the half and half, like, and everyone makes fun of the half <laughs> and half. Like that's that's ridiculous. Why are you going to be a half and half type of fan? There's but, a uh, lot of there's a lot of people now that are yeah so, four four jerseys, cheekies. Yeah, people ridicule this stuff. Checkered. It's 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 a lot easier for you to throw away your uh, Comunicaciones or Olympia or Motagua jersey than it is to throw away your America or Chivas jersey. I think for a Mexican fan, it's your 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 attachment to an America or Chivas or Tigres or Cruz Azul is a lot stronger than some Motagua that you never get to watch or you don't even you know know who plays there and it's not even a big well, club. Actually, they they do get to watch Chiquis. Okay, so watch. they get to, they get to watch them every now and then, but do they even do that? As well, I know, to... I know in LA you can. I know in LA you can. I don't know. I don't know in Texas if you go to read us, but no, you can't watch. I know. I know in LA if yeah, you there's access to. Uh, Salvadorian League and, and also um, yeah, but I think, I think in general it's easier for a South American to leave those I clubs and, and support but... and support an LAFC or support an LA Galaxy 
as opposed to a Mexican fan who's like going to be, I'm a Chivas fan or America fan. And there's nothing going to like, no local club is going to change my mind. I'm not going to go and support some local club because my team is Chivas, you know, I'm not going to put a Chivas jersey underneath my LAFC jersey or LA Galaxy. Whereas for Central Americans, man, they'll put on a Real Madrid jersey over, you know, whatever club they have in uh, Central that's, America. That's Mexicans too, Chiquis. I think, yeah, I, I, I think used some. I make fun of to, that, but now, now I see it a lot. To a lesser extent. Especially though. how easier it's become to watch La Liga and whatnot. So I, oh, I, yeah, I the newer generation. But to a lesser extent, though. I'm saying to a lesser extent. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. We would have to do like a, we would have to do like a poll or something. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 pretty common now, because uh, it's just so much easier to follow different teams. Yeah, and I guess that picture is proof. There, you know, this Leon dude was obviously a LAFC fan as well, because he's you know he's from LA, lives in LA. Oh man, LAFC has been close uh, in the few minutes. Oh my gosh, that was the goal right there. And he just whiffed it. He just if, whiffed it. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he whiffed he, he whiffed it in the at like almost towards the end of the second half as well. Um, Diego Rossi. Yeah. Is that yeah, right there? I don't oh know. Well, that gosh. was a bad miss. It was, it was... <laughs> yeah, that was Rossi. Dang, Alan Pulido could have scored that. <laughs> I actually got to meet Cienfuegos at the um, at the Home Depot. I know they changed their name, but I got to meet him there. Uh, he's a friendly dude. This was back in the Chivas USA days. Cienfuegos. Yeah, so LAFC is knocking hard on this door. Jeez, what what door are you talking about? Seven. So, um, LAFC has about thirty minutes. Do you think they could, you know, get that one goal and take the match into extra time? Is there extra time, or do they go straight to penalties? Oh, they go straight to penalties. Last night, uh, America and uh, Comunicaciones they went to they went to penalties, and they had to win it that way. But see, like right here, Leon is still on the attack. They're still going forward, and just in the last few minutes, though, LAFC was like pushing, and they had that really close opportunity. LAFC is still they're not fully bunkering; they're still trying to push up. Yeah, but this Leon is, is doesn't look like the Leon from the first match. I think when, it does. Uh, I think it does. It's just not LAFC from the first match. LAFC was sort of I don't know if they're intimidated, but this their defense they, they, they just did, weren't their defense didn't show up. They weren't as active. Well, they don't have they don't have a very good defense in the first place, but I mean 2-0 I think was a pretty good scoreline for LAFC. It could have been like four they could have scored Leon could have scored four in the first leg. So they're lucky to get out 2-0. 
But I think right now on the offense and just the hustle from LAFC is a lot more intense and they're a lot more into it than they were last game. Even with Vela, man, facial expressions and just the way they, they're they wanting this win is pretty, pretty big. And they're, you know, you, their fan base is, you know, you got to, you got to praise their fan base. They, they motivate them and they're making a lot of noise, I'm sure, over there in the stadium. Yeah, this this match has picked up, man. See, there's two it's guys back and forth now with Leon. Yeah, see, there's two guys up front for Leon. They're across, they're past the middle, the center line. So it's not like they're pushing back all the way, and they're pushing right now with five players. Hey. Well, yeah, five players are up top. Oh, Chapito with a little chip. That would have been awesome. Yeah, what can you tell us about Perez, Chiquis? Perez? Who's this guy, Perez? I have no idea. Let's look him up. <laughs> I think Rodriguez, he's a young Uruguayan, uh, right? One of their uh, young upstarts. They got a few young players from, uh, as I'm talking about LAFC, uh from South America, so they got, I think, the two Uruguayos, and they got a defender from uh, Ecuador. Dude, though, man, why you gotta, why you gotta be like that? This guy's from Ontario. Oh. This guy's from Ontario, Canada. Birth, birthplace, Ontario. Oh. Adrian, Perez? Adrian Perez, forward number 26 for LAFC. Yeah, he's, uh, he's from Ontario. You know, I I thought I thought LAFC was gonna be a bit more active in the transfer market, and I was expecting them to get try to get like a maybe not a big big name, but somewhere in between. And uh, I didn't really hear anything except for that one that one striker that was I think at with the Red Bulls I think, uh, but but no one that. Oof, goal. Vela with the second. So uh, oh, I guess that answers that question. They feel, but I do think that, uh, you know, if, if Vela goes down, this team needs someone. I, I don't think they have someone else that could just try to carry the team. That was the chat, man. So uh, Rossi with a, with a nice through pass. And then... Uh, on the wing for some guy to cross it and then Bella with the first time. That was right in front of Jaime. Hopefully he got a good shot of that. Two nil man. Okay. I I I partido now, Chiquis. Yeah, now it's intense. Now Ambris needs to do something. Like they can't I think he even mentioned it in an interview before the game. They they need to. Well, here's LAFC man looking for the third one. Oh geez, they need to stop all passes. They need to man mark uh, Vela and stop him from touching the ball. All can the... can they stop him though, Cheekies? That's the question. Goof. You're ahead. yeah, number twenty six Perez. Pretty close right now. Oh geez. To putting LAFC on the lead, and. Uh, 
Sierra supporters right now must be must be shaking cheekies. At least worried. At the very least, they must be worried. Yeah, yeah. To to a certain extent, like I'm a, I mean, you know, I'm a, L- a Liga MX fan, so I'm wanting Leon to win. But it, I actually sort of do not want LAFC to just lose and then be out of the tournament. I want to see some more action. So if they win, I wouldn't mind that happening because you know you get to see another. Uh, MLS team compete against uh, potentially an, another Mexican team. I'm gonna look at the bracket though. But the, attract, the attraction there for you, Chico Golazo. That is a uh, certified rotten tomato fresh Golazo right there. Uh, he just made up. For that finally, he finally made up for his earlier whiffs, and he just that was awesome. to quote uh, Jorge Ramos' poema de gol, man. That was. Ouch. So he does it down. He he enters the box down the left. And with the marcador still on him. He kind of chips it. Almost no angle, man. Yeah. I mean, was he... And they have to ask, was he he trying to centrala? Or did he... he... I do think he shot a goal, man. I do think he shot it. Yeah, I think so also, because his any cross was going to be blocked by the by Le, a Leon defender. Three three zero cheekies, and I know a lot of uh, hardcore Liga MX fanboys right now. No, but check uh, this out. Like, I want to see their excuses on Twitter, but I'm away to oh, the yeah. game ends. Yeah, the so gap. Now there's a meltdown. The gap. The gap is closed, <laughs> and the, it's much, inverted. Too much focus on that gap. <laughs> the gap. The gap is inverted, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! But check this out. This is what I was saying. Like just as I was saying this, I might have like did the opposite of knock on wood, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if LAFC bombs out and loses, oh now they're fighting. So if they lose, there's gonna be it's gonna be it. It's gonna be no more uh, MLS versus Mexico rivalry. It would be Leon Cruz Azul. So who wants to watch Leon Cruz Azul? You could watch that in Liga MX. But if LAFC wins, which they're on their way to doing, they're gonna play Cruz Azul next. Yeah. So well, yeah, it definitely makes the, the tournament more exciting. Yeah, which so I was saying. That? Um, That's what well, you want to see. The one thing I've been saying, I, I think uh, Mex fans, we've snubbed this tournament for so long. And there has been, a, you know, at least from our end where we feel we're too good for this. Uh, yeah. But I, I think Mex fans have forgotten just how how difficult it used to be and it still can be when the team would, would go and play abroad a lot. So like if we look at the Gold Cup results before 90, what was it, 90, 91, when it was just hosted in the U.S., uh, when when other countries got to host the tournament and um, and we had more even, you know, we had the other teams winning. Uh, the tournament. I have to. It's been a while since I looked. I think Costa Rica, Honduras. I think those teams managed to win, uh, and I think that's that's been part of it as well. Where we, you know, starts changing our our just the way we see some of these tournaments. Because it's man, it's been what twenty years. I mean, thirty now, man. Goddamn. 
God dang, Chiquis. So yeah, thirty years of the tournament being held in one place—that's that's insane, dude. Imagine uh, Germany always hosting the the you know Euro- European Nations Cup. Yeah. So Leon Leon uh, had a shot earlier, Chiquis. I was I was hoping on you to call it. Yeah, I didn't see it. I I just saw it real quick, and it was just like, okay, was that Luis Montes? No, I missed it. It was from outside the box, and it it went sailing past. You know, it was a low shot, yeah. but uh, quite it dangerous. So um, some slight, some slight. Their own goal will tie the series and take it to penalties. So that's all they all needs. But they have what less than ten minutes. To uh, mount mount the comeback. Yeah, I'm trying to capture the. Uh, I'm trying to capture Jaime and take a picture for him. Who who would uh, who would LAFC face if they go? Uh, oh yeah, that's what I was saying. If they advance, Cruz Azul. You said uh, Cruz Azul. Yeah, that's. Say like, that would that would be something to watch. Yeah, like, Cruz I, Azul I, and what well, Leon. This is the thing of Leon. They, 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 they're not considered one of the, the grandes, even though they have the silverware, you know? They're yeah. up there in silverware. Uh, internationally, they haven't done, haven't really done anything or much of anything. And I think this, this one is very important for them because uh, a lot of teams need to get back to that, you know? Uh, especially with clubs, clubs World Cup and, and whatnot. You want you want some of that, some of that international recognition, and uh, so I do think for Leon fans this is a huge loss, even if they won't admit it. Oh yeah, I think they have no no problem with admitting it. Yeah, but I do think LAFC they they needed. I I would have liked to see another like. Big caliber player to accompany Vela. I think that would have made them more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was exposed a little bit in the playoffs last year where it was Vela and the defense wasn't fair. You know, Vela by himself almost and the defense wasn't as... uh, Yeah, the Ridas, man. He... You make the mince meat. Yeah. Eighty fourth minute. Were you expecting this result, Chiquis? Were you expecting LAFC to put three past Leon? I didn't. I didn't expect any result, but I did say after the uh, after the home win that like watch LA come back and you know it's only two goals. Watch them come back and you know. Dump on the Mexican side. Yeah, well, there's one thing about about yeah LAFC is that they've been strong at, at the bank. This is you know, oh, in el cuarto chiquis, and a great great save by Cota, who could have did he commit a penalty? <laughs> oh man, this is five minutes left. And plus whatever the arbitro adds. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna forward. I was going back to try to find Jaime, but I'm gonna 
I'll do that later. Chinkies, how, how dare you, Chinkies? <laughs> we're, we're right here with LAFC making uh, club history, although they're only a year old, and uh, you're you're looking for Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm live. I'm 85th, 85th minute, 37 second. You're ahead of me, though, right, I think, right? Yes, yes, 10 seconds, Chinkies. I'm in the future. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you're closer to LA. It must be the lag or something. It's just not that far off in the future where I could I could play the lotto and win. Uh, oh, we got some activity on the chat. Let's see what's up. Uh, I'm a Liga MX fan, but I want Leon to lose. Josue Quintero. That's that's legit, man. He's a Liga MX fan. He's probably like you know, if you're a Chivas fan, you're not going to root for you know uh, an opposing team or something. Who's not in favor of more competition from someone? No Leon goal gets them past. Bill Man. Yes. So so uh So Gustavo asked what history? Yeah, oh, uh, LAFC one year, man. But this is this is how they start adding pages to their history book. Uh it's with games like these, you know? And, and Oh he's talking about results. Leon though. He's talking about Leon. You're you're saying Leon doesn't have uh uh, don't talk about Leon like that. They're one of the richest teams in Mexico. But you, I mean, what you said is true. They're not no, like the Leon, top. Leon is not. No, they're not. I mean, Leon is, is owned by Grupo Pachuca. Um, unfortunately, they're not. They're not one of the richest. Uh, they they were bought not. I forgot how long ago they were bought. And and the team, it was like under ten million. And then the, they don't own the stadium; it's like owned by the by the city, I believe. So I mean, so the club doesn't even own the stadium, and it's not independently owned. And it should, because Leon is a is very historic Liga MX team. They were the first Campeonísimo, you know, as far as Liga, uh, Liga MX team to go and win like. Three, four league titles, and this was back in the day when it was the the OG long season titles, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff the real campeones are made of, and and yeah, they were they they were they you... were kind of powerhouse, and then throughout the years they just slowly slowly started just losing some of that juice, cheekies. Um, but but like you said, I mean, I think your point was that they're not a grande. Like people make fun of Tigres for not being a grande, even though Tigres is like. Bank in and have all has all these players, these big name players. Yeah, they own, well, because they they're more recent. Tigres, Tigres success has been like just going back ten years, where they've been consistently good and playing, and also internationally when you know they get to the Libertadores final and 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 doing all that. Same same with Monterrey uh, when these big companies came in, uh, FEMSA and um, Sem. Uh, came in and they they invested all this money into those teams, uh, so it's it's more recent. Yeah, there's there's that pushback, uh, and also because it's popularity because Pumas for a long time didn't have that many campeonatos, and and they were considered like one of the big big teams, and and they they didn't really have as many as like León. You know, uh, until they they went on a 
on a spree not not that long ago. It also takes into but account it, fan base. Like but, if you have a huge fan yeah, base. Yeah, popularity. So yeah. yeah, popularity. So I mean, for Leon, I'm not sure what happened. That would be interesting because they, they sort of like fell fell on the wayside. And then we had Toluca as well, who during the Cardoso era, you know, they were they were very extremely dominant. And they're up there in campeonatos too. And they're not considered they're not considered one of the big teams. Wait, wait a second. Okay, uh, Josue says Leon is bigger than Tigres. Okay, so if we're talking Leon bigger than Tigres, we all know that Tigres fans are just everywhere, and they support and seeing all throughout. Yeah, well, historically, Leon is Leon is. Okay, so his, like a history. Okay, yeah, so a history. But as far as historic, f- well, faithful fan base. Well, I mean, because saying grande, that could encompass a lot of things, you know. That could, you could take a lot of things into account. So historically, Tigres wins that one hands down. Okay, there's two, more things recently, that, there's two more things that that Tigres wins, though. Like, Tigres probably has more recent championships, and Tigres probably has a bigger and stronger, more faithful fan base than Leon. Would you agree? Yeah, well, I will have to see with the campeonatos because I do know, um, you know, Leon has won a few here. They won that. They won two in a row a few years back. Was it ten years back? They won. They won two in a row, didn't they? I'll look it up. I yeah, I seem to recall. Um, but yeah, Panzas Verdes, and you know what hurt them was they they ended up. They had gone to second division. Same as Tigres had also been, you know. Oh, they've man. had their uh, Liga de Ascenso stint. Okay, yeah, Leon in 2013 and 14 won two in a row under Matosas. Tigres in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2019. <laughs> so, and then Tigres yeah, also in 2011. Yeah, and they were in a final not too long ago. They, they played the final. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Leon, Leon, I do think. But I do think, like, in my opinion, Leon should be independently owned, not be part of Grupo Pachuca. And, and, I, and I do think they have they have what's required. So it's telling that a team like that is owned by, you know, by, by Grupo Pachuca, man. Um, I don't see a campeonissimo by Leon. I think in 47, okay, 47, 48, they won. 47, 48, and 48, 49, Leon won two. And then 51, 52, they won one. 55, 56. But there weren't like three or four in a row. Like Chivas No, won. but by that, by, by that point, they, they were one of the most, with the most league titles. Mm. Reforma. What about Reforma, dude? Reforma used to dominate 1905, 1906. Man, you... <laughs> Chicken, what? <laughs> the first champion, no, Orizaba. This, this, Orizaba AC, you're, dude. You're, <laughs> 1902. You're going, you're going back to amateur era, man. You're going to start digging up... Oh. Uh, you know who the coach? Too, you, know, man. you know who the coaches for these teams were? They're all uh, like European. There's a, a, an English well, that's, coach, that's... a French coach, a Spanish coach. And well, yeah, that's that's that's, that's pretty it. much who started playing football here. Uh, Leon is out, dude. 
They're done. That's that's who started playing football in in the um in Mexico. It was it was because because back then, so you needed like you needed uniforms, you needed cleats, you needed the soccer ball, and all of, a lot of that stuff. It was made like in England, even even for like uh, other other teams uh, in Europe, they would even order from England. Uh, so you have like the story of Juventus, how they they ordered they ordered the uniform and they you know and I think it was like a pink uniform they ordered and and they sent them the wrong one and that's how they ended up with the with the white and black stripes. So originally they were gonna use pink, which is one of the colors from uh, <laughs> I, I think one of the colors from from their city colors or something like that. So, so yeah, it would it would come, and then you know, that's you, you're going back to the early nineteen, you know, nineteen oh five, whatever, and I had to come by boat. It'll take like four months, man. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime was like free, free four month delivery. And, uh, oh, but and the, and then the other important thing was the rule book, chickies. Um, the rules, the rules, the game rules, they were in English, so. So um, a lot of these associations, they would have uh, the the English rule books, and so so yeah, it was it was it was the foreigners that brought it in, and then it stayed through like like the like the country clubs type of like that's why it was clubs because it was it was an actual club where they played all all type of sports, and and that's why they were called clubs. Uh, so technically, there are no clubs left in Mexico. The last one was Atlas. Uh, Atlas Chivas were the last two that were like you could call them clubs, but there aren't any more. And like MLS, none of them were clubs; they were all teams because they were all, you know, you needed to have a that's a clue, man, or start have started off as such to be called a club. Yeah, back in the good old days. So yeah, that's LAFC man have knocked out Leon. You got to uh, be. You got They've added some. They've added some fire to the people talking about gaps closing. I hey man, this is. Of course, we're not going off of one game, but I know it's become a. A debate in the Twitterverse. I, I don't know why. It's kind of. It's dumb. MLS fans, man. <laughs> it's MLS. It's MLS fans' fault. They're the ones. Oh, that, a group. A group of fans. A group the, of fans. Yeah. So they're the ones that hype. And it's not just a group of fans, though, because we're seeing it. We, we've even seen, I think, Tom or somebody at a summit uh, quotes from Burhalter from various people on the uh, in the United States arena. I think arenas also are talking about in ten. Okay, what was the prediction he said? In ten years, I, I saw soccer. that. But, I mean, of course, they have to hype the league. They they have to hype the league. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> we're we're seeing higher up dudes, dude. We're seeing fans, you know. Put it in the Liga MX fans, um, in the Mexicans people's faces, saying MLS is going to be is going to surpass you guys. MLS is going to be better. MLS is stealing your players. You're going to have <laughs> nobody left in Mexico playing. You're going to have just scrubs and stuff. <laughs> it almost so. sounds like like middle school banter, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like if you're um, and and this is this has history to it the U.S. versus Mexico history. It's like you have this little kid who's up and coming in MLS or up and coming in soccer in the United States, and you're like the only fan here in the United States soccer fan, and you want it to grow, you want it to be popular, and you you're like a wannabe European 
with hood uh, with uh, you know the not the hoodlums. What are they called? The guys who go crazy. The guy, not the hoodlums. The the English uh, hooligans. The hooligans that just go crazy, and you want that for your little United States country that's all like peaceful and that no one goes to soccer games. I don't think there's hooligans anymore. Chickens. They got priced out of the (laughs) yeah Premier League. The passion though. Premier League. They they rebuilt the stadiums because it used to be very affordable. So they had sections where it was standing room only, and it was pretty cheap. So I mean, you could go with your mates. And, oh, they got bought you know. out. You saying they got like? They yeah, got, well, well, once, yeah, they, got, they rebuilt everything, and they got the rent raised out. Not bought out. They got yeah. <laughs> the stadiums got gentrified, cheekies. Oh yeah. What uh, <laughs> did man? The, yeah. The fish and chips, man. They now was like more more costly. You know, anything that was cheap and affordable, no longer there, and so that yeah that. That made it difficult for, you know. That's good because murder. That's follow. that's good because people are getting hurt, people are getting injured and killed in some cases. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they got rid of the violence. But yeah, the U.S. fans want that. They want soccer to be the. I think the prediction was the number three sport in ten years. It's going to be the number three sport, and then MLS well, it's, is going it's, to surpass. You know what the it Liga is? It's, it's it's like the romanticism of it of, of wanting that because. Similar happened in Mexico with the Barra Bravas that didn't really exist in Mexico up until like the somewhere around like the mid nineties that all of a sudden you started they started popping up everywhere. But if you saw soccer earlier than that, like you didn't really have the type of groups that that are there now, like the cheering sections the way they are now. It was they were pretty tame. Uh, you had the actual chiquiti womb, you know, that was the, the, and that's, you know, going back to 86, that was the, that was the chant, chiquiti womb a la bim bomba, and it's, yeah. it's, it sounds like something's like 50s, 50s from a 1950s basketball game, you know, like the rah, rah, rah type of thing, like, <laughs> pretty vanilla, and that was, that, yeah, and they had, they had like the matraca, you know, that, that, it's like something that you would spin and they would do a cracking sound, yeah. you know, uh, and they had the horns. That was the big thing. Like everyone, and, and I don't, I don't know if they're still blowing horns at the Azteca. So I haven't really paid attention to that. That was the big thing, you know, uh, until the South Africans took it away. The Bubusuela. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they had the Bubusuela thing, but that was, that was in Max, man. Uh, Matraca and horns and, and, and balloons and shit. And, oh, but, but like, after like the, the mid nineties, it, it just had, you had the Barra Bravas now and then, you know, Mexican teams are singing Argentine songs all of a sudden. Um, yeah. And they're, they're, they're jumping. The most animated, like if we go back, the most like animated was the Pumas. The, the, the Puma fan base. And the big reason to that university, so they would have students from South America, and that was that was a big part of the reason why they were a bit more, you know, more organized than that in the whole cheering section, whatnot. But the other teams, it was like mom and pop cheering sections. You see, like old dudes right there spinning the matraca, man. <laughs> Ninety-year-old dude, yeah. Uh. 
oh, what's his name? Josue brings up a point that we might we might have a discussion on our separate on a separate podcast on the Pocho podcast. He talks about gentified. <laughs> he said, "Oh, he's bringing up gentified." He, he brought a gentified because you said you uh, said. Uh, I've been binge gent- watching that gentrification. <laughs> you brought it up, so where? Uh, well, you brought it up about the hooligans being gentrified. I said Fez was raising prices for deadbeat tenants and stuff. But yeah, we'll, we might discuss that later on a different podcast. I just found Jaime, so I'm going to take his picture on the... Uh, he's over there taking photographs at the stadium. But yeah, so this is... Uh, I think this is still... Uh, it's sort of... I mean, I sort of feel it. It sort of hurts a little bit as a Liga MX fan. But I think it's good because we get to see more, we get to see more drama, more action against uh, Cruz Azul, which and I always did. It should help the league's cup too, which is just MLS and and uh, Liga MX teams. But I, you know, I've always liked the rivalry with Central American teams. Uh, so way back when, it used to be common, like like, and I'm going back to like '90s. So you could go to the Coliseum and for twenty dollars, you could you could have a double, uh, you know, like the grindhouse, a double feature, and it would be, uh, you know, sometimes it was, it was like a Honduras team versus like a El Salvador team, and then you have two Mexican teams, and other times they'll be mixed up, you know, and they will they would mix up the teams, and man, that's a lot of fun. And and those were just friendlies, you know, that, that they would have. But to have him as official, you know, and and that for me, that that's the good thing about, like, not just me, but anyone that lives in the U.S., uh, that especially if you have a, a MLS stadium by your house, that these games are coming to your front door now, and they're, they're official games. So, I mean, I think they could be fun, man. Just think, people get caught up com- comparing to champions or Libertadores. It's like, all right, man, relax. <laughs> it, it'll take a while to get there. Uh, hey, the, the gap just increased, though. It just there's some equilibrium. The <laughs> there's, there's equilibrium in the force. Uh, Olympia, <laughs> Olympia just beat Seattle in penalties. Ah, That's yeah. It. I'm, I'm well, showing. I mean, I'm showing they're still yeah, playing. I, I, I might be wrong. I think I think fans and soccer fans here have been a bit harsh, harsh on the Central Americans, man. Uh, but you know, and and at times you got to see what's going on in the country, or it could affect, you know, it could affect the teams in the leagues. And so I think it, it once they start stabilizing, you know, then you start seeing their teams becoming more competitive again. Uh-huh. Kind of happened in Colombia, you know. Where they, they you right. know, there was all this like, like interference from the cartels and all that, and and all that violence, and and the team kind of like disappeared from the international stage. And then once the country stabilized a bit, all of a sudden you see the rise of Colombia again, and and you know, with the Hasmus and all that, uh, like at the 2014 World Cup, and then. A bit more in the previous ones. So it's kind of the same for me. Seeing like Central America, I think, has, has 
you know, conditions improve in some of these countries, then you're going to start seeing, seeing, you know, their teams doing better again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. A little bit of trauma going on here. All right, cheekies. I'm out. Yeah, okay. It was fun, though. I enjoyed this game. Uh, looking forward to the next match. Uh, who, who you got real quick so before you, you go? Before, yes. Oh, there's Chiva. There's uh, Jaime. Who you got before you go uh, between uh, LAFC and Cruz Azul? Who you think is going to win that one? Oh, man. I don't know. I I, I got to see... I gotta see um, what's the what's the league situation because I know Cruz Azul is gonna prioritize uh, the league, and this is not me oh, okay. making yeah. excuses. That's just ultimately you. Some of these teams are gonna have to choose one, and so I gotta see what's going on point, uh, right point. there, right right there. Because uh, yeah, I do think Cruz Azul has a stronger squad. Yeah, uh, but as we. As we saw here, I think Leon had the stronger squad too. Sometimes it comes down to who wants it more, uh, you, you know. And uh, yeah, that's that's all right, man. That's the thing right here. So we could say Leon probably lost this one at home if they could have won that first leg five zero. Yeah, they you know, or four zero, and that they failed to do so. Yeah, this is a lot. A lot of you know, with with these type of tournaments. This is where you, you know, you you have to uh, take advantage of the home, of the home venue, and I hear you, man. Well, thanks for coming on. We got we got Jaime on the line. What's uh, he's at the stadium. I'll wait a little bit if Jaime's on the line. What's, go, what's going on, Jaime? Oh, well, like you... to ask him a question. Yeah, can you hear us? Are you are you available to? He's probably on cell. And there's probably a ton of people there, so his connection might not be. Great. Did he join or or did he? What, yeah, he's on. What's I just going on? He's on. He's joined, but I don't hear him. Your he's, mic. I think he's sobbing. Oh, he chopped. He jumped. He out. wasn't expecting it. Hello, hello. Test, hey, test, test. Yeah, I got you, man. We hear you. How's it going? Oh over yeah. There? <laughs> can, can you hear uh, us? Uh, can yeah, can you can... hear us over the sound of the gap closing? <laughs> uh, it was definitely a completely different game uh, today from the first leg and the gap isn't closing but I will say that uh, the support today was phenomenal this is my first time here at the bank of, of Carlos Vela and it was uh, it was quite a ride so yeah Chiki uh, saw you on TV man he, he snapped a picture yeah, uh, you guys should make that the thumbnail of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a better one. Um, it was actually a interesting turnout. I talked to a lot of the uh, LAFC supporters, and they said that this is nothing compared to what they expect to be on Sunday. Like a huge, huge showing, especially like the tailgating aspect of it. They have because like, Sunday is their season opener. Yes, yeah, so Sunday is their season opener, and I'll be here. Uh, covering that much, and also uh, seeing the debut of uh, Rodolfo Pizarro. So that should be interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, today was just a completely lopsided game. Leon never really threatened uh, LAFC. There was a, definitely a lot of controversy with the referee, a lot of calls that were 
sort of flip-flopping, especially with the sideline ref. I saw Carlos Vela talking to him a lot. And then uh, something between Cota and, and Vela towards the end as well. So uh, definitely was a, was a one for the for the history books for, for uh, LAFC, their first showing in the, in the Champions League. So uh, what was your... Uh... What was your thoughts on the uh, like the media experience? Your pictures? You get any good pictures? You get any good videos? What uh, what impressed um, you most? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, here they have everything super organized. You know, <laughs> so it was uh, you had your assigned seat and everything. Um, I had a pretty good view of the fields, almost by the corner flag. And uh, yeah, you know, anytime there's action on on this side of the sideline, it was. I got some good photos, and they'll be up. They'll be up pretty soon. Um. But yeah, you know, honestly, I think if I'm not mistaken, but uh, Chiquis, you uh, had predicted LAFC beating Leon, and then uh, who 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 do they face next in the in the bracket? Cruz Azul. Is it Cruz, Cruz Azul? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Cruz Azul. Um, you, you know, you ahead. know what, uh, Jaime? Uh, there's a big Cruz Azul. Uh, there's a big Cruz Azul. Contingent? Fan base here in LA, so the oh, the, okay. the atmosphere and what it could be, as far as like having two rival, you know, like uh-huh. hosting. Yeah, it could be something else, man. It could. It yeah, could be, I, I mean, I it, think uh, <laughs> unlike uh, you know Guanajuato, I think LAFC playing in El Azteca would kind of be something really interesting to see. You know, with the altitude and, and with you know that that's yeah. something it's like eighty thousand. So no, but but stadium. I mean, atmosphere-wise, that's what you were talking about, especially at the bank, which mm-hmm. is probably something that they've never seen. They never had. Uh, it's probably aside from Galaxy, but yeah, but I think I, LA I think Galaxy this is probably, at a, yeah at a different level though. Because I, I years ago I got to see uh, America Cruz Azul. This was back in the uh-huh. Superliga days, I think. One of one of those cups. And it was crazy, man. It, it was, it was just crazy, man. The tension outside and inside of the stadium. So, yeah. so that that could be another, you know, those are good experiences, I would say. So I know there's some of the Cantineros or fellow Liga MX fans that don't like the league, but these are like good experiences that if you could, if you could, if you could go, I, I would, I would uh, recommend doing so because it's not every day you get to to see these type of games or to experience them. Yeah, you know, as far as the Leon side of things, I mean, we there was a decent showing, but definitely not the same amount that uh, LAFC sent to Guanajuato. So uh, a, a big team like, like Cruz Azul would be, would be interesting to see here in LA. Um, and I don't know what's going on with the Mexican teams. You know, uh, both America and... Uh, was it America yesterday? They struggled. Tigres got eliminated, right? Or they, they made it through in the last minute, last second? Yeah, they both, yeah. Well, they both made it through. Well, the thing... Mexican teams have always struggled when they're playing two tournaments. So when they have, like, midweek games and they mm-hmm. got Liga, they, they've always struggled, you know, to, to compete in both. Yeah. Like, they either do good in one... Or the other, rarely they'll do good in both. Um, yeah. Or they'll look good in both. But yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it was weird, man. Like I, I expected Leon to, to at least do something. You know, they just had no response to to uh, LAFC's attack. 
And um, I think the Vela's goal really gave them life back in back in the game. And and Leon, I think they just they just didn't have an answer. Um, and there's no excuse. Like both teams showed up with their best side. You know, it's not like Leon was using their B side or anything. They were using their, their best team. players. Yeah. So that ex- that excuse is out the window. Yeah. Oh man. Absolutely. Or- and All right, then, uh, gentlemen. They're going to play Chivas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who plays Chivas? Cruz Azul? Who? No, Leon's, Leon's next Leon. game is against Guadalajara. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, they're going to redeem uh, themselves. Yeah. They get to redeem this themselves. would be a really good opportunity for Guadalajara to, you know, <laughs> All right, put down for you guys. While, they're, while they're drowning. <laughs> <laughs> we're, bu- <laughs> we're bullying on the Chivas too much. Tola's got to leave. No, but, but you know what? Like, just how we talked about how the Mexican teams will struggle and uh-huh. coming out of this defeat, that could be a plus for Chivas, you know, coming up on this injured Leon. And if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the game will be at the, at the Akron. So another plus for Chivas to face this, this wounded, wounded beast, wounded Sierra at home, dude, just give it to mercy. Yeah. Killing shot. Yeah, they're going to be gassed. They're going to be jet lagged, and and I think Chivas have a good opportunity, especially after the win. I don't know about jet lag, man. It's it's three hours, dude. It's, what is it like? A yeah, flag? but you know, you it's, watch, it's a tough. You, it's it, it's you heavier watch because they lost. You watch the episodes of Gente Fire, and, and you're you're already yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, but there. it's it's <laughs> the weight. It's it's the weight of the loss. It's like you go home with your head, you know, your head down, your head between your legs. Uh, you were up two goals, you know. LAFC or barely this is barely their you know second official match of, of the season. They're home openers on Sunday, so even you you thought they had it in the bag. So I think Leon's gonna then go to Guadalajara with a little bit of animosity, and, and we'll see what happens to, to Guadalajara. Well, but gentlemen, I predict the win. You, you predict the win. I'd like to hear that. And on that note, I'm out. Uh, I'll hit you guys up later on the on the Twitter sphere. All right, uh, send those pictures, on. Jaime. So I could post them Absolutely. up, and we don't get in we don't get in trouble again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> later, fellas. All right, have a good one. Thanks for coming. On. Adidas DC on the chat says Jaime, big Vela fan now. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jose. He actually uh, came out to the game and uh, greeted. We welcome John. He's actually waiting for me. He's my ride home. Oh. <laughs> So, what's going so, on what, John, what's, up, what's up John how's, how's it going we welcome John on the podcast we got Jaime it's... as well Joel just jetted out so you guys must have coordinated <laughs> oh no actually I just uh, I just got back from my my NBA duties tonight so but I was watching on in the control room the match between LAFC and Leon and it uh, oh it was uh it was a pretty one-sided affair. It was. Not man. Gonna lie. I was waiting. I was waiting for a response, and it just didn't exist. You know, Leon is uh, for as good as they've been since they've come back into the league, and they've been great, winning a couple of championships and uh, making the finals uh, last season. Last season, playing out just a really great, uh, attractive style for you know just. Now you're back. Oh, can't hear you. Uh, John, I think you cut out. He disconnected and then he came back. But uh, no audio from John.
Uh oh. He ran out of his uh, anytime minutes. It shows it's green. It shows the green audio, but no, I'm not hearing anything. Might have to reconnect, John. So, what's your what's your plans now, Jaime? Are you gonna? Um. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have my ride waiting for me outside, so okay, I'm gonna cool. wrap this up. But um, I'll be back here on Sunday and and make sure to uh, I'll, I'll get those photos out and uh, witness Rodolfo Pizarro's debut for Miami. Hopefully, see. Uh, Bex around here somewhere, maybe, probably. I'm sure oh. he'll show up for the first game. Yeah. Get a picture with him. <laughs> what about uh, what about you? Are you going to go see Chicharito play over there by yeah, I'll Houston? Yeah, I'll be in Houston. It's, I think, at 1 o'clock or 2 in the afternoon. Okay. Hola. So I'll try. Yeah, now, now we got you, John. So I'll be, I'll be checking out Chicharito and uh, his, his uh, match against the Dynamo in Houston. Great. All right, guys. Well, uh, it was nice chatting with you. Listeners, thank you guys for listening. And definitely stay tuned for those photos. And then Sunday, I'll be back at the bank of Carlos Vela. <laughs> All right, man. Good good work. All right. Yeah, so geez, I'm not sure what happened. I just uh, I just went away for some reason. Yeah, you, you got disconnected and then you came back on and then there was no audio. Yeah, so that's just what, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this app. I'm not gonna lie. It, uh, oh really? It's just it seems like it's incredibly unreliable. <laughs> so unfortunately, yeah. Are we still podcasting, cheese? Or yeah, we, we're, uh, we're still on. If you wanna you know, oh. give any more thoughts, uh... no. I mean, I, I just you know, I, I, you know, the one thing that I that, that, that folks need to understand with just the, the current state of um, of, of of Mexican soccer, whether it's at the international level, the club level, whatever it is, you know, playing the Libertadores is is great, but it, that's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. And uh, the, the option for 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 Liga MX is, is is MLS. So Liga MX needs MLS to be good. It, it, it will it will be a huge benefit to Liga MX if if, if MLS. So. Uh, I'm not sure what's, what, what kind of reactions are happening in Mexico right now. I'm guessing they're not particularly good. Uh, I think Picante, I'm sure that there's some. Go ahead. I was saying I, I'm hearing Picante is going crazy, but I, you know I'm not listening to it or anything, so we'll have to check that out. But they're always crazy on there anyway. So <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a but, but you know, this is going to happen. You know, when Liga Mekis teams are going, you know, they're they're going to they're going to beat uh, MLS teams. I mean, it's the uh, Rivalries happen when both teams win, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is, I think this is like I even sort of predicted it from the beginning that you know after the two zero win in Leon, I didn't think that was gonna, you know, I, I, would, I wasn't surprised that um, LAFC would come back and you know even beat them. And I think it's good because if LAFC were to be eliminated, I was telling Joel, you're not going to see an LAFC Cruz Azul. In the next in the next rounds, so which that's you know that's something that's entertaining. So you still want to see that, and I do agree that yeah, you do want to see MLS, uh, you know, competitive to help Liga MX be competitive and improve themselves. Um, I think the goal for MLS and a lot of MLS fans is to surpass, to to surpass Liga MX and take all their players and take all their South Americans and yeah, but that's not going to happen because because because. The one thing that Mexico has that, that, that the United States doesn't, at least yet, is, is, is that they have a much 
larger uh, talent base from which to pull from. Yeah. Well, you mean local talent? Yeah, local talent. And, I mean, what I mean by that is that I mean, yes, there are a lot of kids that play soccer, but not many of them. You know, the the the, the amount gets smaller and smaller, obviously, as you get older. But there's there's just so many more uh, of, of 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 that age of player in, in Mexico right now. I mean, that could that could certainly change. And uh, with that, it uh, you know, you just there's there, there's just more to pick from. And you know, some places have been doing you know, as, as as many of you guys pointed out, they've just been doing it for longer. But but I, what I do think it will happen. I don't necessarily think that it'll, it'll surpass, but I do think that it's going to be it's going to be a much more uh, it's going to be much more even. And you know, Mexico's going to win. The Liga Mexico is going to win some, and MLS is going to win. And that's and that's what a rivalry is. And uh, it, uh, it I, you know it, it, it's going to prove to be very entertaining. And, and, and I think that this is where Liga Mekis, uh can help themselves. Is you know if if you know if uh, if MLS is 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 taking Mexico, you know, why don't you poach some American players? I mean, there's there's so many ways they can go here. I mean, it's just, it really is. Uh, I, I've been saying this for for a while. This this is an opportunity for Liga Mekis, so let's hope that they take it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think they got to change some things. Um, well, of course they do. But- like say say for like the best case scenario in my mind the best case scenario for MLS is if they attract all the South Americans that that go to Liga MX and they steal they steal all the South Americans and then all the Pizarro and like the the mid tier type players that can't make it to Europe um, leave you know go to MLS if that happens for MLS MLS is going to be really good they're not going to play their homegrown American players at all it's going to be eleven players on the pitch that are that are either Mexican. Uh, South American or some foreign, you know, players, and you know they're not going to their their national team is going to going to take a hit for it, but they're well, going to end up beating the MX. There will still be uh, nationals on on the team, but I mean there, there won't be as many. I mean it's gonna, it's going to be. I mean it's going to be an important. Just the top league. ones. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, and then so, Liga I mean, MX. Still be. Yeah, and so then Liga MX is going to have to either change their thing to be like a a development league. And develop right. all the young Mexican players to you know, and that might be actually which is better. one of the things that they're talking about doing with uh, with the the Liga Ascenso. And, and and here's where I think that they don't that that, that they kind of miss the uh, you know why why not why can't it be both why can't it be an Ascenso league and a development league so you know have the you know like they used to have it I mean they used to have. Uh, you know, Chivas had their, I forget what the name of it was, like Tapatio or whatever it was. Pumas had Pumas Morelos. America had a club that Cruz Azul had Cruz Azul Hidalgo. So they all had teams in the Ascenso. They just couldn't, you know, that happens in Spain. It happens in other countries. They, they just can't be promoted. Yeah. So there's no reason why they can't have two because I know that they're, they're talking about getting rid of the, uh, the Ascenso altogether, which I think is a, is a big mistake. But you know you're right, Chiquis. I mean, th- things are going to have to change uh, for for Liga Mekis. Now, the one thing I, I will disagree with you on is I think that Liga that Mexico is still going to be in the hunt for getting the the, the South American talent that uh, that they normally get, and I think that's just because again, because there's just an overabundance of it. I mean, let, let's let's look at that the, the the talent that comes out of South about South America. Your your tens and ninety percent of your nine 
are going to go to Europe. And that's just the way, that's just yeah. the way. So the, you're not touching those guys. Yeah. And, but you know, some of the nines and about half of the eights, uh, th- those guys will, will be available to you. And, uh, and then there's a bunch of them. I mean, as, <laughs> as evidenced by how many of them have, have pro- proliferated and had success in, in Liga Mekis for decades. And, uh, that's, uh, where, as, as you've pointed out, the, you know, the, the it is, it, it is a fertile ground for MLS to, uh, to, to, to acquire some talent. And, uh, and, and, and I think you pointed out something very interesting. So, you know, the, the, the talented Mexican players that are talented, but not talented enough to make that jump to Europe. I mean, if, if they can make the same coin and, and, and MLS, where are you going to go? Yeah. So there's more, there's more than enough South Americans for the both leagues. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's no question. There's, there's no question. There's no, and it's, and, uh, but again, I think, I, I think that the difference, and it's something you pointed out and everyone's pointed out on the show is, is that, you know, at least for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years still, Mexico is still going to, you know, the players that are, you know, nine through twenty-three, Mexico is going to have a still going to have a big advantage in the, uh, over MLS, and that and that that's where MLS is uh, not going to be as competitive. You know, if they're fielding second teams and this and that, so yeah, um, you know, the, the, that is something that I think the Mexico is still going to have a huge advantage over. But as far as yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and so that's a question that we ask uh, Cheekies on on the show all the time. Well, you know, what happens when MLS gets the same number of talented South Americans as the Yankees, uh, and and that that's going to happen. So yeah, the the Mexican the Mexican talent born in Mexico are going to have to step it up. Uh, but I yeah I'm sort of I am excited to see this uh, this next matchup with Cruz Azul. Uh, I think of all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> And well, they, I think they, that what you'll see is that Cruz Azul is, 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 you know, when people ask why, why is Cruz Azul considered a grande? You know, let, let, let's see if they, if they can prove why they're considered a grande. No, I'm not saying about winning. I'm saying about, you know, the, just the popularity and the tradition of a team. Let, let, yeah. Let's see if, you know, if, 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 if it comes out against LAFC. Joel mentioned there's a pretty big, I think you experienced it in Vegas. Uh, there's a pretty big Cruz Azul contingent in LA. So yeah. that could be, uh, a factor. If well, you know, in. I think they're 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 pretty big Cruz Azul contingents all over um, the southwestern U.S. You know, they have a pretty strong fan bases in uh, in, in a lot of the big cities in the southern part of the U.S. So, uh, you know, again, you know, Cruz Azul is, is a they're called the Grande for a reason, yeah. and this is one of those reasons. So. I will no, you're right, though. And then, then that means that then, then that's, and, uh, they'll be interrupted, but they also play at the Azteca, too, because that's where Cruz Azul is playing their game. So this is going to be at the Azteca and at LA. Yeah, and the final game is in Azteca, so that's a different change from the Leon series. Oh, um, that's going to make it so much better. Yeah. Losing, wow. if, losing in Azteca and getting eliminated, that's going to be huge yeah. if that happens. Or they can, you know, have a comfortable home final leg to, to take the victory. But, See how how cool is that that the, that the one stadium in in the entire you know North America called Kakaf the whole thing like the, the one massively mythical stadium is is the Aztec yeah it, 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 it it's like this this massive barometer of 
you know, how, how well, how well does a team, you a team has to, you know, what, it's, it's huge, man. It's, 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 it's such a, it, it is such a factor in all these games. It's just, uh, it's great. Is, is Carlos Vela going to disappear like he did in Leon? <laughs> is he going to feel it? Is he going to feel the pressure of the press breathing down his neck? <laughs> well, see, I don't think Carlos Vela disappeared in Leon. I mean, Carlos Vela played really well. He just didn't score. That's, I, I think, mean, disappearing is when you don't touch the ball for I think they 20, 25 minutes at a time. They defended him, I think, a little bit better. Well, in, they in did, but it's, but it's not like he didn't get shots off. It didn't seem like he had the ball as much as he did. He was all over the place. The whole team in LA, for LAFC was all over the place, hustling, and the energy seemed a lot higher uh, in well, this game. You know, don't forget that, uh, you know, LA is at sea level, yeah. and Leon is like, a, you know, a little higher than Denver. Yeah. I also think uh, Nacho Ambriz sort of played – he didn't totally bunker. And, and this is all hindsight and stuff, but he did play forward a little. He pushed forward. He, he didn't totally bunker. And maybe if he had, you know, that it might have been more – they might have been more, you know, getting shots, you know, hit on them and everything. But maybe they could have – they could have Well, you know, where, where, where Leon had a great deal of success against LAFC in the last game where they had – if I'm not mistaken, I believe scored the uh, their their two goals came from this. Uh, I mean, definitely a ton of chances. Was they let LAFC attack like with uh, I'm sorry, they attacked LAFC, and then if LAFC did dispossess them, you know, like in their in their defending third and the Leon attacking third, then Leon just jumped on them as fast as possible. Like they put just a ton of pressure on their defenders to uh, make mistakes. And of course they did. And they were able to get the ball back immediately. And they, and because LAFC, the minute they would get the ball, their midfielders and forwards would just, you know, streak up field because that's just how they play. Uh, it totally uh, caught them unawares. And, uh, you know, they, they got a huge advantages doing that, you know, just, just massive uh, numeric mismatches. And uh, uh, I, I didn't see that as much tonight. Like you said, they, they kind of let LAFC, you know, have have a little bit more of it. They they didn't pressure him as much, uh, and uh, you know they didn't uh, play as much in there and and, and, and uh, on the LAFC side of the field, which is where I thought that they won the, the match the last time. So maybe a tactical error on uh, yeah. on uh, not Sean Marisa's part, but. Uh, you also have to remember they didn't have Angel Mena who didn't make the trip, and that that's that was big. I mean, that, that there's oh, no yeah. denying that that uh, had an impact. But you know what? You got to play with who you got, and it wasn't like you know they they you know had a hard time. Yeah, I mean they, you know, it's a yeah a pretty solidly financed league. I make a team that should be able to have a, a pretty decent replacement. So, yep. And then let's see. So, so, so that happened, Chiquis. And then, like, not five minutes after, uh, oh, yeah. Seattle Sounders loses to <laughs> <laughs> from Honduras. And, and, and you know, and, and good for the Catarachos, man. I tell you, so Central American teams, I think, in this round of sixteen, acquitted themselves extremely well. They, they made Tigres have their goalie score a crazy uh, last seconds of stoppage time, second half goal on a free kick and took America to to penalties. Yeah. 
And, uh, man, I knew that guy was going to miss it too. I just knew it. I knew it. You you could see it in his face. <laughs> I thought you could see it in his face. I thought a previous guy was going to miss it the way he was, he was biting his lip and stuff, but he made it. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, yeah. It's tough it matches, does. tough matches for those two guys. Yeah. Those two clubs. Yeah. They, 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 they take, you know, and when I see teams in, in tournaments, like see the tournaments like this survive like that, they usually end up doing really well. I expect uh, Tigres and America to do, uh, to do really well. So, it wouldn't shock me if uh, if uh, if they both end up in the uh, in the final after what happened to them because they're only going to get better, especially Tigres. Yeah, I'm, I'm really so. happy that happened with uh, that. Noah was able to score that goal because he's been getting a lot of hate. I mean, he's always getting hate for his crazy thing and his, his antics that he does, like kicking the uh, Santos player, things like that, just crazy stuff. Which to me is entertaining. I, I'm a fan of the guy, even through all that stuff. Sure. And this makes it even greater, man. It was just that was just a pretty awesome goal. How he's able to do that and then celebrate with the fans and stuff. Well, you know, I mean, I think that you know, Noel, now Noel does have makes some just, you know, aside from the the crazy, just some of the decisions that he makes, like on the playing field, as far as coming out, like giving balls away and stuff like that. I mean, he makes some. He puts Diggins in just terrible positions with. Yeah like an outlet pass that is, you know, just, you know, just, or maybe he comes out a little too late, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, but then, but then he also makes uh, occasionally like, these crazy good saves and then makes a play like he did the, last night where he gets the, where he gets the goal. It was great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Tigres were, were on the verge and, uh, it was, uh, I mean, you have to think it was heartbreaking for, uh, what was it Marathon? Is that the team? Alianza. Alianza, that's right. And uh, no, I mean it's you know I've, I've I've been a huge proponent of this tournament for ever since it started uh, in in this new format, and I, I like this this version of it where, where uh, you know I think that and and and, and I do understand the uh, the uh, Mexican teams of the MLS like like you know you can't. Like when we have like the group stage, and like we're like you know they were gonna advance nineteen times out of twenty, so let's just skip the pretense, you know, make it a little bit more competitive for everybody else, and then we'll play you guys in the round of sixteen. And I think it's uh, it makes it a lot more entertaining because it's a tournament, and you don't have to play six games or whatever it is and get you know exposed by the better teams. You can just knock one off. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's uh, it's it, it, it is. It is much more entertaining this way, I think. Yeah. And, and it gets, you know, you know, the dream, of course, Chiquis, is, is to get not just the soccer people in this country talking about it, but, you know, getting, you know, the, the casual fan to talk about it. And uh, when that starts happening, then uh, things will, uh, you'll know that things are, things have improved or, or in, on the verge of, of, of doing well for, for soccer. If that happens, maybe even third place, uh, most popular sport in the U.S., <laughs> surpassing what? What did they say? Surpassing baseball and hockey? I think somebody made a prediction. Uh, you know what? I think I, I it wouldn't surprise me. I think Burr Halter or something. Tom tweeted Burr Halter quote or something. 
I forget. I, I think it was Burr Halter who said that. Yeah, so so a couple of things that I saw on Twitter, uh, Cheeky, said over the past, uh, well, really 24 hours, uh, I thought were, were very interesting. You know, the first one, and of course it's the guy who doesn't have a TV contract, was uh, uh, Amaudi uh, Vergara saying that, you know, the one thing that's holding Liga Mekis back is the fact that they don't have uh, a centralized television contract. And he's right, it's something we've always talked about. So, And of course it's interesting that he says that when you know, right now his Chivas are without a TV contract in the U.S., which is basically money that they are just hemorrhaging by by not having the losses just coming out by not having this TV contract. And and I ask you, Chiquis, how could Liga MX allow for their flagship team to not be shown in the market that you know outside of Mexico that matters to them most on on on, on the medium that. Is still the most accessible to the to more more of the population. How can they let that happen? Yeah, yeah. They had a, if they had a, exactly if they had a centralized TV deal, that would never happen. Not in a million years. Yeah, and I think that was brought up. Enrique Bonilla, I think, mentioned something about that. So. What did he say? I don't. I don't remember the exact quote. I think it was also from the summit that Tom went to, or something. Right. Uh, I didn't. I don't remember the exact quote, but it seemed like he mentioned something about that. So hopefully, there's some something moving in the right direction over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I mean, you know, you know, America doesn't have. You know, they play on other networks all the time, so it's not like, you know what I mean. So it's you know, and and you know, Chivas play on other network. You know, their home games are on one. You know, whatever it is, but. There's no reason why it can't vary. So I, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, how that plays out. And then the second thing that I saw, Chiki, so this came out uh, like about half an hour ago. It was from the the Liga Mekis site, and they're saying, "Hey man, let's let let's build this rivalry. We're going to play MLS teams a lot this year. You know, let let's keep a running tally." So they had like a little score where it said MLS one, Liga Mekis zero. I thought that was ex- that was really smart. Oh yeah, you know, embrace it. Yeah. So, so to me, that's a, that's a good sign that they're embracing this uh, uh, blossoming rivalry that's uh, that, that, that's going to merge with uh, with MLS. That, that that is good. That is good for Mexican soccer. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Mexicans follow this uh, this tournament also. So that their uh, interest is high for this type of well, rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> who would who would have guessed that? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have guessed that? Anyway. Yeah, as it should be. As it should be. Yeah, exciting times. I was telling Joel, it sort of hurts from the League MX fan side of me, but I am excited to see uh, continued rivalry play with another Mexican club. Like, to see Leon play Cruz Azul, I'd be like, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this, but LAFC play Cruz Azul? Okay, I'm turning it off, you know? Sure. I'll be checking it out. No, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, I need to watch you. You know, let's let's be honest. You you would have watched Leon Cruzazul too. So don't uh, don't pretend that that that. Uh... <laughs> now, would you have made an appointment television? Maybe, you know. I mean, maybe not the first leg, but definitely the second. Leg. Oh yeah. But uh, no, it's um, yeah. And then if you know if if LAFC survives that, or even if Cruzazul survives that, then it's going to be either LAFC and Cruzazul against you know more than likely Cruz America. So you've got that going. Yeah. 
and uh, you know, and then Tigres, I think, is playing is playing at the New York team. So you know, they know, you know a couple of other glamour teams that are that are uh, getting after it. You know, Tigres is going to play in freaking uh, Yankee Stadium for God's sakes. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tigres has a a pretty a pretty good bracket on their side, and then uh, America has the toughest. America Cruz Azul. Oh yeah, there's no there's no question that whoever survives the uh, the, uh, the 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 America LAFC Cruz Azul bracket is. Uh, you know, they're probably going to win the tournament because they're going to be the most battle tested for sure. So it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, this, this is great. And, uh, you know, if we can get the, you know, some of the other teams that have some of the bigger, not necessarily the Mexican players, but obviously, but it's, it's pretty obvious that, uh, that, that, that MLS likes the fact that there are Mexican players on their teams because it is generating, you know, who would have guessed, you know, the, the attention of the biggest soccer audience in North America, which is Mexicans, not Mexican, not Mexicans that live in the U S Mexicans that live in Mexico. Uh, yeah. Exciting times, man. So anyway, chickies. Well, it's, uh, it's getting late. I am, I am back to back. So I am All right, you're a beat. sign off. Okay. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. I will, Cheers. Uh, yeah, talk to you later. So I guess uh, to finish off the podcast, let me read some of these. Uh, thanks to all you guys that have been on the chat. Luis, Victor, Josue, even Brandy Flores, Atlas fan. Uh, Adidas, who's probably left and taking Jaime home. Bill, Josue, Gustavo, all you guys, thanks for listening and, and joining. I want to talk a little bit about Liga MX real quick before I close out the podcast, but uh, let me read this. Going over the financials of Liga MX versus MLS, and outlook is bleak and concerning to say the least. MLS basically gets three times more TV revenue for three times less ratings in the U.S. That's some interesting stuff. Uh Interesting details that we'd like to probably get more information from you there, uh, Luis. Uh, centralized TV deals. Chivas was making approximately 24% of Liga MX rev from TV deals. Very rough calculations. League knows better. Yeah, I, I'm very interested in knowing how, like, all the revenue that uh, that's going on. The Chivas TV deals and stuff like that are, you know, are ideal. I had the subscription for a while, then I dumped it. But, uh, yeah, all of that stuff, all of those numbers are really interesting. And those guys need to make some smart decisions on getting not just money in their pockets, but exposure. So I guess shifting shifting a little bit, the uh, um, this weekend Chivas is playing Leon, as we were mentioning, and uh, some big drama, I guess, for Chivas is uh, Antuna and uh, Calderon are both suspended and second, sent to second division. Uh, I think just for this weekend because of Indisciplina. I think Antuna, I don't know what Calderon had going on, but Antuna, I think, was, you know, getting drunk and unconscious in the club, trying to hit on girls and stuff. Uh, but this weekend, uh, another pretty good weekend for uh, football. 
we have uh, wait a second I thought this weekend was the Clásico Capitalino uh, Tigres and Pumas are playing America Necaxa Pachuca Querétaro Chivas León on Sunday and Santos Atlas Tijuana Puebla Morelia Cruz Azul Toluca, Monterrey, and uh, San Luis Juarez. So I'm thinking on Saturday night, American Necaxa and Tigres Pumas are going to be the matches to watch. I want to see how Cruz Azul loses on Friday. Cruz Azul does play Morelia away in, uh, in Morelia. So, yeah, very possible a loss. And Morelia beat Pumas at home last week, which... You know, just when you think Pumas is going to do well, they're at the top of the standings. They have a Morelia team at home during the middle of the day in Seul, and they go in still. Uh, they were up 1-0, and they, and they end up losing. So just when you think Pumas is doing well, they end up taking the L. Uh, so we'll have to see how that happens in, uh, in El Volcán against Tigres. So... Another fun week of Liga MX. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Joel, Jaime, and John for joining. This is a pretty good. This is a pretty good episode of the podcast. Very exciting times in LA. Congrats to LAFC. Better luck next time to Leon. They gave a good match, and uh, some exciting times that we will cover for you guys. Make sure to stay tuned for Jaime and his photos and information that we'll be putting out from Jaime and his attendance in the match. He's also going to be at the LAFC game versus Miami covering Pizarro and, and, and Bella in their matchup on Saturday for the start of the MLS season. And I will be in Houston trying to watch some of Chicharito play as the LA Galaxy take on the Houston Dynamo this Saturday, and I will try to get as much video, interviews, photos, and coverage on Twitter as uh, as possible, and be posting it out on the Cantina MX Twitter on Soccer Chronicle website. So stay tuned for all that, and we should have a good a good podcast next week as we discuss all these all these things and all this uh, uh, new start of football action, which you know, as League MX fans. We, uh, you know, we despise the rival a little bit, but a lot of this is covering the rival, which is MLS and the, the relationship that we have as Mexicans with the league. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good evening. Peace out.